welcome to the Climate Wise Agriculture podcast. My name is Anika and I am your presenter here on the Climate Wise Agriculture podcast, where we talk about all things farming and environmental related, about rural communities and people, how climate change is impacting these things and what we can do about it. At Climate Wise Agriculture, we hope to sow ideas, grow knowledge and harvest wisdom. As the world changes and agricultural industries evolve, we need to continually seek new information and improve our understanding of how our world works to ensure the best human interaction with it. So on this podcast, we're going to be hearing from people throughout the agriculture and food system, from farmers to science researchers to urban consumers and everyone in between. Because we're all connected to the land and we all play a role in the food system, even if it is just by what we choose to eat each day. And because of this, climate change touches all of us. And because of this, we are all responsible in finding solutions. One of my favourite quotes is by John Muir, the founder of the Sierra Club. And he says... If you pull at a single thread of life, you will find it is attached to everything else. It's beautiful. And it really resonates with me because my family purchased our farm at the start of a 10 year long drought. We were tipped headfirst into the turbulence that can be farming. From the drought, it quickly became apparent to me how interconnected individual components of the farming system are. As we all know, when the rain doesn't come, less vegetation grows, livestock are sold at reduced weights, crop yields are not achieved, less money in the farmer's pocket means they search for off-farm employment, and shops in rural towns close. When that one thread was pulled, when the rain stopped falling on my family farm, the whole fabric of our agro-ecosystem was stretched and tugged. And where the weaves were less strong, unravelling occurred. Now, in Australia, farmers are no strangers to the vagaries of the weather. Dorothea McKellar so famously wrote of Australia, I love a sunburnt country, a land of sweeping plains, of rugged mountain ranges, of droughts and flooding rains. Droughts, floods, bushfires, heat waves and frosts are all part of this land and have moulded our agricultural industries. Yet it is the intensity and distribution of these events happening now and the projections of the future that concern us. The frequency in which they are occurring and the pace of change in our climate that is alarming. I remember watching Futurama as a kid and giggling at the climate change episode that they did, when poor Susie's ice cream melted and greenhouse gases were portrayed as ugly thugs. Global warming, or... None like it hot! (laughs) 
<laughs> you're probably wondering why your ice cream went away. Well, Susie, the culprit isn't foreigners, it's global warming. Global wapu? Yeah. Meet Mr. Sunbeam. He comes all the way from the sun to visit Earth. Hello, Earth. Just popping in to brighten your day. La 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 la. And now, I'll be on my way. Not so fast, Sunbeam. We're greenhouse gases. You ain't going nowhere. The best part of the clip was the solution. Fortunately, our handsomest politicians came up with a cheap, last-minute way to combat global warming. Ever since 2063, we simply drop a giant ice cube into the ocean every now and then. Of course, since the greenhouse gases are still building up, it takes more and more ice each time. Thus, solving the problem once and for all. But once and for all! I remember watching Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth, lying on my lounge room floor, wrapped in a blanket. Climate change looks pretty bad. Luckily, that smart-looking man on the film stage, Al Gore, he surely was going to sort this problem out. He articulated the problem so well and highlighted the direct action impact effect. He'll stop all this no worries, I thought. This is really not a political issue so much as a moral issue. Temperature increases are taking place all over the Plus, world. Plus, there were plenty of other impressive people talking about climate change. Our own Prime Minister at the time, John Howard, said it made economic sense to put an emphasis on clean technology. So when I found myself at Al Gore's Climate Reality Leadership Corps 10 years later, you can imagine my surprise and quiet horror when I saw some familiar images from An Inconvenient Truth put up on the projector screen. But this time it was even worse. There were new images, new videos, new stories of the turmoil that had unfolded in the past decade. That instead of making progress on the issue, we had slid backwards. So here is Climate Change 101. The climate is changing because of us, humans. We are putting greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. These gases include carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, among others. When we emit greenhouse gases, say from driving our cars or burning a fire, these gases are stuck within our atmosphere. Each day we receive sunlight, but the heat radiating from Earth's surface is now trapped. Kind of like leaving your car in the sun on a hot day, or just as in the name, a greenhouse where you would grow vegetables. This trapped heat warms our planet. This causes heat waves and increased risk of bushfires. Hotter temperatures lead to more evaporation and therefore more moisture in the atmosphere. This worsens the intensity of rain and flooding from severe storms. Our warmer planet is doing damage to Arctic regions. Our planet's natural air conditioners are breaking down. When sea ice melts, oceans rise, and this threatens directly people who live in coastal regions. Our oceans are warming, changing ocean currents, 
and devastating coral reefs that provide habitats for countless marine species. Some of the carbon dioxide we emit naturally dissolves in the ocean, and this increases acidity, which has serious implications for marine organisms with shells. Plankton, for example, that are the bedrock of ocean food systems, which have calcium carbonate skeletons, can't manufacture calcium carbonate in acidic waters. This raises flags of an ecological crash when the strands of a food web start to break apart. And this is known as a trophic cascade. So how does farming fit into all of this? Well, agricultural industries are projected to be among the hardest hit. Climate change is already impacting food and fibre production. Though there are differences in vulnerability depending on region and production system. In some regions, we are expected to see declines in crop production due to changes in average rainfall and increases in temperature. Earlier ripening of fruits and grains due to changes in the seasons. Less winter chilling needed for cherries, peaches and almonds. Declines in livestock productivity due to changes in the quantity and type of feed available. And hot days can cause stress in livestock. Extreme weather events including heat waves, bushfires and flooding can wipe out a crop very quickly and do major infrastructure damage. Reduced stream flows and quality of water supplied to agricultural regions means farmers must change their management of water resources. Lastly, the prevalence, distribution and type of insect pests, fungal diseases or weeds will change. And this not only affects farmers, but people all over the country and across all sectors of the economy. When severe storms a few years ago wiped out the banana farms, we saw bananas in our supermarkets reach $15 a kilogram. When the drought gripped, livestock numbers dwindled, quality of meat was less, prices for consumers were higher, and the middlemen, the truck drivers and stockyard workers, struggled to find work. As the adverse implications of climate change amplifies the environmental and socio-economic drivers of farm risk management, food insecurity, the stability of rural peoples, it is imperative that we act as a global community to tackle this issue through the 21st century and beyond. In order to develop sustainable food production systems, whilst safeguarding ecosystem stability, there must be a widely shared appreciation of agriculture. And we hope to do that through this podcast. On this podcast, we're not only going to be sharing the impacts of climate change, but also focus on the opportunities to share the good news stories. There are so many people and organisations doing great things to help ensure food security the safeguard of natural resources and environments, and the vibrancy of rural communities. And we take our hat off to them. The vast majority of farmers are already responding to climate changes, adapting to new conditions and mitigating emissions. 
This determination and innovative capacity is making many of their farms more profitable and sustainable. For instance, the winemaking industry is striding ahead in solar uptake, realizing the technology is ideally suited to the sector's energy needs. This is due to the fact that the most productive time of year for solar energy coincides with the busiest time of year for wineries, the vintage over summer and autumn. Another example would be biotechnology, which is derived from woody biomass, oil seeds, algae and agricultural waste. Many dairies are installing anaerobic biomass digesters, which create biogas. Dairies traditionally have huge energy needs due to milking stations, the refrigeration of milk, or even the manufacture of cheese and other dairy products. Using renewable energy and being able to store renewable energy is a game changer. On this podcast, we are going to hear so many good news stories like this, of how people are embracing change and making positive impacts. We are going to cover genetics, engineering, energy, and the way we consume food, and so much more that is shaping a climate-smart future and paving the way to greener production systems. From installing solar panels on the homestead roof to supplementing cattle feed with algae to reduce methane emissions, the complexity of climate change calls for many arrows in the quiver. And lastly, do you have a suggestion or an inquiry? Drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Search ClimateWise Agriculture on Facebook or Twitter. And to keep up to date with articles and events, follow ClimateWise Agriculture on these social media sites. It would also be great if you could rate this podcast because that makes it easier for other people to find it and ensures these conversations are getting out there. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy our podcast episodes.